This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Top Tribe, you know I don't have a lot of time to waste. That's why I use FreshBooks to send out invoices and make sure I'm collecting my money. To get your free month, go to nathanlatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks that I give away every Monday is Kim Dust. She's in the entertainment industry and is currently working a full-time day job and doing her side hustle on the side. Kim, congrats. For you guys' chance to win 100 bucks every Monday, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to officially enter. Top Drive, good morning. You are listening to episode 301. Be sure to tune in bright and early tomorrow morning. You're going to hear from Nathan Chan and how he captures 150 new email leads every day from Instagram. Good morning, Top Tribe. You're going to enjoy our guest this morning. His name is Alex Scatell. And while in college at Clemson, Alex developed iPhone applications, including a top 25 application featured in Gizmodo and in the What's Hot section of iTunes App Store. Four years after graduating, he founded IJ Review, now the independent journal review, in a small apartment in Charleston, South Carolina, where he invested all of his savings and weekly paycheck for one simple goal, reaching a part of America that next generation media companies simply miss. Today, the journal is a top 50 website in the country, reaching over 35 million monthly readers and employing more than 50 reporters and writers covering politics and current events all across the country. Alex, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. All right, let's do this. So first things first, this is like a tough, tough space, right? Like media in general is getting turned on its head. Why did you decide, besides obviously reaching a part of America that you felt mass media was kind of missing, why did you decide to go into online publishing? Yeah, so I think um, it actually started back in college. I had developed an idea um, for a site called thenews.com, news with a U. Slogan was, we change news to add you. And the idea was pretty simple. I thought that um, people were going to be their own publishers. Distribution was changing. And um, was there a space to create a platform where people could uh, publish news on their own through their own distribution channels and help people create the, the value and the content they were generating? Um, that project did not, unfortunately, go anywhere. I applied for a new Night News Foundation grant and um, was not successful, but kept the dream alive. Um, made my way up to D.C., kind of worked at the, uh, at the senatorial committee and the Governor's Association, learned a lot about the media landscape, um, saw what was happening over four and a half years ago with distribution changing and really Facebook, Twitter, your email inbox were becoming more and more the homepage for your news. Yep. No longer were, were people, uh, people weren't looking to the front page of the paper to find out what was news. That was, that was yesterday's news. They were looking to, um, and not even as much to the homepage of a website. It was more your feeds, Facebook, Twitter, um, email. But at that time, news companies weren't 
they weren't really active on those platforms. Um, they were still, I, I, have a I have a question about that real quick because you guys are putting out content about every four minutes, which is just insane. We'll talk about that in a second or maybe even less than that, maybe over three or four minutes, two minutes maybe. How are you seeding each of these articles? Are you emailing the list and that's what's getting the first 100 views to each thing or are you putting paid media behind it? So we built big distribution channels, um, either relying on our reporters themselves through Twitter, through Facebook, through Vine. I think we have one of the most active Vine accounts. We have a massive email list and now we're creating... How many, separate, how many people are on the email list? Uh, 700,000. And are, you, are they kind of segmented based off topics you know they like? They are. We actually... Um, Every single individual gets a separate, their email looks different um, oh, wow. based, on, based on what they engaged with in the past. Wow. Uh, Is that code that you guys built internally? Yeah. So we're, we're constantly optimizing that. And I think the goal for us is could we, could we utilize some of that technology on a broader scale, thinking outside of our own news organization and um, supplying some of these tools to the media landscape at large. So we've really invested in uh, technology tools and thinking of these distribution channels, these are, you know, this is the new printing press. It's, it's, it's how can you reach people online? How can you reach them um, on your own terms? So not just relying on a story that goes viral, but building these audiences that you can go back to again and again and again. And that's where I've invested since the beginning is really thinking about. Um, what was the beginning, by the way? What year was that? Uh, so I actually started kind of experimenting and, and investing in Facebook audiences going back to 2000 nine and 10. Okay. And, um, I launched IJ, uh, independent journal review back in, um, in 2012. Okay, great. That's helpful. And, and so walk us through, um, and are you guys self-funded by the way? So at the outset, I bootstrapped the company, uh -huh. um, along the way we've added kind of friends and family, um, who have contributed, but, uh, we're still profitable every month. And so that money is just, kind of on the balance sheet uh, to think through growth acquisitions. Um, uh, so we have, we've, we've got about two points, 2.5 million we've raised. Uh, and um, is that, is that just friends and family or have you brought in any? Yeah, there's no, there's no institutional uh, money in the company, which is, which is in some ways good. Um, everyone that's put in kind it's of really independent, truly independent. Yep. yep. That's critical. I mean, that's a key built on. And remind me again, how many monthly uniques are you at today? We get anywhere from 20 to 25 million uniques on independent journal review. Huh. And what the, you said team size, you've got 35 people, you said? So um, the company I started is actually, uh, it's a media holding company, um, MGA, Media huh. Group of America. And within that, I have sort of three companies underneath. I have a, a technology company where we're developing applications for our newsroom and for um, for clients that want to think of themselves as media companies. Yep. Um, we have an agency where we're um, helping kind of do the nuts and bolts, audience building, segmentation, analytics, design dev for our newsroom. And then we have our, uh, our newsroom folks, which uh, is about 50 people. Wow. Um, okay. How do you, this is, this is really fascinating how you've done this. So we, we've, we've spoken to on the show, people like, I'm sure, you know, Emerson at dose, those guys. Have you studied? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know him, but I've, I've been, I've seen what he's been able to build. Yeah. 
Yes, yeah, well, he's he's done it though by raising way more money than you have, so he's not doing it as good as you is what I would say. But uh, that's a different <laughs> story. Uh, but that's episode two forty. If you guys want to listen to it, um, they've raised thirty ish million bucks or sixteen million bucks, doing about fifty million uniques. And one of the things he told me, um, Alex, was just the amount of technology that they've got behind the platform is huge. Would you would you agree with that in terms of you said you had a technology company under your MGA brand? Is that a significant portion of your expenses each month? Are the developers in that tech in that tech business? It is, um, but I think being a lean company, uh, we do we rely on companies like Google who have developed incredible tools to analyze data. We use Analytics Premium. We have a, a consulting team. We have four people who are building out segmentations. They're looking at recent recency, frequency, building out different um, different channels for us to to provide content. So I, I think. There's a lot of, um, you know, I can't speak to individual media companies, but just my take on, uh, on the industry as a whole, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors around technology. And I think you're starting to see five, 10 years ago, it was all about the content management system. You know, oh, our company built this custom content management system, and that's the unique differentiator for us. That's why we're winning. Um, and I think what you're starting to see is, those media companies are now abandoning their own CMS and they're moving to things like WordPress. Um, I Why? think a lot of, well, it's, it's a lot less expensive. Um, I think VCs are now just smarter and they realize that that's not a really a competitive advantage to have a custom CMS. So what, what is the competitive? That's what I'm trying to get to. Cause you have, you have three branches, tech, the agency, the newsroom folks. What is the competitive advantage? I think the competitive advantage is your audiences. How, how big are your audiences? Um, how often can you reach them? And how engaged are they? I mean, that's at the end of the day, when, you, when someone went to buy a newspaper, they didn't really look at their brand value. They looked at their distribution. How many people were receiving their paper every day? Okay, got it. So before we get into more reach questions, kind of audience questions, sure. uh, two, two other things on the financial side of things. I'm curious, one, how you make money. But first, what are you, what, just total expenses each month on headcount, on whatever you actually spend money on? Are we talking like high six figures or seven figures or something different? It's six figures. Six figures. Okay, above, yeah. above, above half a million? Uh, it fluctuates. It depends if we're, if we're making massive investments in building audience. I mean, we let's try and focus yeah, on Let's normalize when you're not in a big ramp up uh, phase. Yeah. I don't want to get into the specifics. I'll just leave it at six figures. Okay. Um, what, and then how do you make money? So we make money through a combination of ways. Uh, I think advertising is sort of um, one that it, it, it's, you're going to hear across the board, but we really focused on programmatic advertising. Machines talking to machines. We have a really strong team on that front. Um, Brandon Payne is our chief revenue officer. He spent 11 years at Google and helped YouTube figure out how to make money. That was what he was tasked with at Google. He's now our CRO and we're thinking through ways right now, I think in the journalism space, when you look at the value of information and how much it moves, how much impact it has on the world, the value exchange is really, it's not there. Um, to be monetizing a story that, uh, you know, changes a presidential election at 0.01 cents view doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So I think what you're going to see and what you're starting to see is storied brands like the Wall Street Journal, and the New York Times, they're looking down a path of digital revenue that doesn't support their newsroom. I don't understand. And I don't understand what that means. So they're looking to a path where 
digital advertising revenue, programmatic advertising revenue, is not going to pay for the New York Times newsroom. It's not going to pay for the Wall Street Journal newsroom. You're talking literally about the headcount of the reporters. Right. It's not going to, it's not going to float their annual budgets from digital revenue. So and they're think- watching print revenue erode, so they're moving to paid models. And I think you're going to see this more and more across the board. Um, information has value. And I, a lot of these news organizations are coming to the point where they're saying, you know what, uh, we're not going to give this stuff away for free, especially when people are blocking ad or blocking even the advertisements that pays for it. Yeah, we're going to start seen, charging for it. I've seen this model start really popping up with a lot of aggression, especially like a company. Uh, do you know the independent? Yes. Ex Wall Street reporter. I mean, she's just, I mean, holy mackerel. It's unbelievable. Um, you, well, you guys, though, like when I look at your the actual content, you know, I see a guy like Hunter, one of your, I'm just, I'm just yeah. literally reading off your website. Hunter Schwartz, I think is one of your writers. Yep. And I see like uh, 32 minutes ago, he posted a quiz, which Trump surrogate are you? And then 34 minutes ago. So two minutes before that, he said, why Republican president candidates don't discuss LGBT. So within two minutes, he pumped out two articles. I mean, are, so, is there a machine so, behind this or what? Uh, some of that's his editor probably just approved two of his articles back to back. would okay. be my guess. So, okay. um, yeah, we built out a, a, a you know, a, credible news organization. We have editors that fact check our writers, make sure that the stuff they're putting out is, is good to go is, um, is factually correct. So I think probably what that was, was, um, he was waiting on two articles to be approved and the editor Got just it. signed off on both. And average, he's, he's not that fast. But I, was great, say, I was going to say that is Hunter's, unbelievable. <laughs> he's a great, look, he's a great reporter. He was at the Washington post. He was one of their top gets before that he was at Buzzfeed. And I'm, I was really excited to be able to pick him up and, what, what does that mean, able- by the way? What's pick him up mean? Are you are you paying him per thing, or is he a full time salaried employee? He's a full time. He's a full time employee. Wow, wow. And are you guys? Do you have people remote, or are they all in person? We do have. Um, we have a number of remote writers, but the majority are here in person in our office in Alexandria. Wow, very cool, very cool. Yeah, yeah I was. I grew up in uh, there in Leesburg, so just across the pond, I guess you call it. Um, Very cool. So, okay, program. We talked about revenue. We talked about expenses. We talked about kind of the digital pay model. Will you ever really scale? Will you always use the technology company you have holding as a holding thing under MGA? Will you always just use that as a competitive advantage for yourself? Or will you ever scale that into like a SaaS platform, which, you know, could potentially be worth billions of dollars? I think it's, it's, it's focus is really hard in a startup. And I think right now, um, scaling those products that we use into a SaaS platform would be tough unless it was part of a strategy that included, um, you know, part of a strategy that included a model that, that scales well, um, that's outside of just the revenue from the SaaS. You know, I think giving away for free is something that we could potentially do if it's advantageous to us in other parts of our business. Interesting. Interesting. Awesome. Wait, Alex, this has been really, really valuable. Before we wrap up and get into my favorite part of the show, if people want to connect with you personally online and follow your journey as you build the business, where can they connect with you? Uh, Twitter's a great spot, um, at Alex Scatell. Go ahead and follow me there. Uh, You can feel free to shoot me an email. Um, My personal email is ascatell at gmail.com. So if you have a great idea or want to talk through any ideas that you have or learn more about the company, shoot me an email. Um, I'm one of those... Uh, you know, I kind of respond to every email. I'm up all the time <laughs> thinking about uh, world domination. Ideas. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, not not even close. But um, <laughs> we're having fun. It's this is what I, I love. Ever since I was young, I wanted to kind of dive in and have a company, and um, it's been fun. 
Okay, Top Tribe, as many of you know, I sold Heyo, and everyone is always asking me what my expenses were when I was building Heyo. Well, a big expense was that I spent over three grand per month on financial services to keep me out of trouble in terms of taxes. You know, my mom would always harbor me, Nathan, you gotta keep all your receipts and put them in a freaking box or something to make sure you don't get an audit or things like this. I'm like, mom, I'm a millennial. You think I'm gonna keep all these receipts? I now use FreshBooks. I use their mobile app to take a picture of receipts, and it makes taxes a cinch. Additionally, I don't have to hire a $3,000 per month person to manage all my finances. It's like saving so much money and my mom's happy. Additionally, I don't waste a bunch of time creating invoices. I use their templates and I can avoid using Word templates or Excel files. I just use FreshBooks to quickly send out invoices and it works like a charm. To get your free first month, go to NathanLatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Again, go to NathanLatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, you came out of nowhere. Your website's growing so fast. How'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator. I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator. And the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin. And guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan, you can see Sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45-day money-back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. That's awesome. It's really awesome. Well, hey, uh, uh, Top Tribe, we're going to link to all of Alex's stuff in the show notes, a link to his website, link to Twitter, everything at NathanLatka.com forward slash the top 301. Again, forward slash the top 301. All right, Alex, my heart always beats faster during this part of the show. It's my favorite part. Do you know what time it is? You're like, let me open my email real quick and refresh and remember what the title (laughs) is. It's time for the famous five. Are you ready? Let's do it. (laughs) Number one, Alex, what's your favorite business book? So I think a book that really uh, inspired me recently was David and Goliath, Malcolm Gladwell's book that kind of talks about how you're not as, as much of a disadvantage as you think as a small, scrappy startup. Um, there's actually some competitive advantages there to being smaller, to being more nimble, to moving quickly. And uh, the longer I've kind of been in this space, scrapping away, the more I've gotten to know some of the, um, some of the heads of the larger media organizations, you can see their challenges in working in big institutions. They're just hard to move. It's hard to take risks and chances and, um, and so I definitely feel like if you're an entrepreneur that's in a space that's really competitive, um, don't be afraid there, especially if you understand the space and feel like, you know, it, if you feel like you can find a competitive advantage, um, then go for it. And, um, you know, you can find some advantages going up against the big guys. All right. Number two, Alex, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? There's a lot of different CEOs inspire me. I, I like the guys that have kind of bootstrapped a company or gone through really hard times and made it through the other side. I think Fred Smith, uh, founder CEO of FedEx, who um, if, you've, if you've read his story, um, you understand. If you haven't, I would definitely encourage you to read it. Just the sacrifices he made, the grit and determination that he had uh, leading his company through the leaner times and building what is now an institution in the United States that literally powers um, 
you know, a lot of the e-commerce economy that's been built. Great. And, and Top Tribe, we had, do have a surprise. Fred will actually be on the top coming up. So you want to stay tuned for that episode. It's going to be a really good one. Uh, Alex, you'll like that one too. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have like Evernote? I love Asana. We use it at our company. Um, we actually are, we have a policy where no task um, should be done that wasn't assigned in Asana. So if someone that. keeps it organized. If some, yeah. If someone emails you, doesn't matter. Um, if it wasn't in Asana, it wasn't asked to be done. That's great. I'm sure Asana loves that. If it wasn't in Asana, <laughs> it doesn't exist. All right. Next, next question. Alex, real quick, actually remind me, what's your situation? Are you married, single? Do you have kids? Uh, single. Okay. Single. And how old are you? I'm 29. 29. Okay, cool. So 29, you're single, you're building this startup. Yes or no? Are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? No. <laughs> no not even close? No, definitely not. Not <laughs> even right. close. All right. Last question, ma'am. Take us back nine years to your 20-year-old self. What do you wish that he knew? I think go with your gut is important. Um, the things that, the hesitations you have, the... Um, you know, the, the excitement you have for certain prospects, usually there's a reason for it. So listen to your gut, go with your instincts. Um, I think there's also sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy when you don't listen to your gut, you sort of make decisions that fulfill what you thought was a bad idea or what you thought was a good idea. So just go with your gut. It, um, even if it's hard and it seems, uh, it seems like the harder path, Sometimes in the end, it's, it's the better way to go. Well, Top Tribe, there you have it. Go with your gut from Alex, who went out of school, launched his media company with three separate branches, raised over $2.5 million from uh, friends and family with over 50 folks in his newsroom and over 20-ish, 20 to 25 million unique website views per month. Alex, thank you for taking us to the top. Yeah, thank you, Nathan. You bet. If you guys enjoyed Alex today, go back and listen to Jeff Epstein from yesterday. He's a law student who quit to build a referral program business. He's now doing over $2 million per year. It's a business you actually might know. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars, and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.